You just made a great intro for this video. <laughs> That's awesome. Welcome to episode uh, number no. three. Number, number three. three. Yeah, I, I I didn't realize that you were waiting on me. It then then the awkward when, silence hit me. When someone says episode number, well, you didn't do the finger gun to me. If you'd have done the finger gun, I would have known. Well, that's I mean, your problem. Obviously. Um, so yeah, we are episode number three. Um, hopefully, this episode you will stay close to the mic so our viewers and listeners can hear you. I know I'm not the only one that has a problem sitting still. Okay, okay. At least I try to stay close to the microphone. Yeah, but if I can't do this, like, that, my life is, like, ruined. Take the mic with you. Every time you go lie. back, just pull the, just back <laughs> just... and forth. You know. This is all for the viewers. You're going to have to sacrifice. I don't know what to tell you. That is true. That is true. Um, so. Wait, I mean, wait. Shut up. I need you to shut up. We need to address something first. I apologize I about, if I hurt your feelings. I was, I was about to address something. Okay. Well, I don't care. So, um, in the previous two episodes, we reference episodes one, two, three, uh, four, and five. So, we're calling episode one four in that episode, and we're calling episode uh, two episode five because in reality we had filmed four and five episodes at the at those points uh those episodes uh one two and three were really not good enough to air there was some quality issues on video quality issues on sound quality issues on jeff's performance um you know it is what it is it was disgraceful we may eventually try to edit those down and get them out to you guys but uh here going forward uh the episodes you heard were one and two, uh, so we won't reference any more wrong, wrong stuff unless Jeff does, and that's his fault. So, uh, with that, <laughs> episode three, go ahead, Jeff. So you got the floor. now, I would like to address something. We were talking about certain people in the um, reseller community, and there's like like a lot of drama and stuff going on right now. And I'm not going to mention anybody, but. It just kind of it stands to show that you know if if you decide to have any type of internet presence at all, like you got to be who you are. You can't be fake <laughs> because if you're fake, you will get found out. There are some like there's some geniuses out there that know how to like. I mean, yeah, they were pulling stuff up from from way before these oh, people were internet presidents. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, through just going back three years, and you got to. You got to realize that, you know, also all their followers, you know, you have some diehard followers that are going to 
pull up stuff, you know, to feed the fire. It's just crazy, man. It's crazy. You're right. You're right. I mean, people, and it seems like resellers too are not all, but, and I don't want, I don't want to get us in trouble. We don't even anybody yet. Uh, but (laughs) there's a lot of, um, drama queens out there. And I don't mean drama queen in the sense that they're all women, but you know, there's a bunch of people that really seem unhappy and want to propagate this stuff and just keep going and going and going with it. When, if we all just minded our business and grinded every day like we should, you, mm. you, nobody would, you know, nobody. Be- yeah, there's just a couple that aren't. There's there's some that are very opinionated on social issues, and there's some that are just they stick to the business. And the second it gets into social issues, <laughs> was in our first episode. We did that little experiment on Facebook. I think it was the first we or did. Second you, um... yeah. I posted. I love selling trump ties and (laughs) and then we timed it yeah yeah and then we timed it to see how far that conversation would go and it ended up i mean gosh people were getting called nazis uh they were talking about the native americans (laughs) like it was it it devolved into some weird places that i didn't see we both we both knew that it was going to be controversial yeah i mean it it was a social definite or social experiment by definition so but (laughs) But it was interesting and then we you know i deleted it after about 20 minutes but it was interesting and you know um you know even there's a lot of sports you know i haven't been to sports or not but Man, there's so many people that are getting called out on what they tweet when they're 17, like and they're dumb in high school and they tweet some stupid stuff and they're like, you know, 20 something now yeah. and they're in the they're in the big leagues and they're getting called out. So, I don't know. We were just we I know we've talked about this before as far as yeah. what yeah. what you thought on that and it's kind of it's a hard one because one, you're young and dumb. You know, you're going to make mistakes. <laughs> But two, this is the the state of the world we're living in. So it's like, it's not like you didn't know. Well, well, I mean, people right now, um, you know, five, ten years ago probably didn't know. But from here going out, like kids should know yeah. that everything's recorded. Everything's, you know, multiple places on the internet, whether you want it to be or not. You know. Yeah, it's going to be out there regardless. I mean, it just is. And it's crazy. It, it's kind of sad because, I mean, I know I know me and you, you know, you said we were friends for like 18 years. That's way too long. I, I agree. Like, we should. I, I have been advocating. We cut that shit off for a long time. Way too long. But I remember when we were in high school, we talked way differently than we do now mm-hmm. because, I mean, we're just, I don't know, we're just stupid, you know? Yeah, we're, and, yeah. you know, But... You know, luckily for us, Twitter and Facebook weren't around, and we well, cell phone cameras weren't a thing. They, yeah, I don't even know if cell phones had cameras when we were in high school. I think they were just about to come out with cameras. Yeah, they may have had cameras, but they weren't. I think the one that had the camera was like the Razor. I think the Razor came out like, yeah, it was like the first phone or something. You know, my first phone was. um, it was a What's Sony that? Ericsson. It looked like that Nokia that nobody can break, you know? That Yep. I, I don't know what the number is, but yeah. 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 I remember your Sony Ericsson. I do remember. Well, I had um, another one, too. Yeah. Actually, the Motorola Razor came out in 2004, so that wasn't really... That was not while we were in high school. No. But, but yeah, I mean, I, mean, I had a Nokia. Um, had we no both cameras, graduated so yeah, in 2002, by the way. 
Yeah. I don't know if that right matters. Right. But get off topic. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, there's no cell phone cameras. Um, so, you know, we got lucky. But these people aren't, though, that are, you know, in their 20s now. It's like, it's everywhere. And that shit does not go away. You can deactivate your Facebook. Somebody's got you somewhere. But Yeah, and it, it, it kind of is a paradox because you, you know, like, like you're you're young and and you normally would make mistakes right like but it's almost like you can't even make mistakes now that's the worst part that's what i hate about it it's because there's people are so just unforgiving when it happens so, or... they're so unforgiving and judgy because you can sit behind a computer and you can judge and judge and judge and there's no like and you can choose whether or not to have like a conversation about it. So if I said, if you say something like, you know, if you wear a Confederate shirt, right. And you're sitting at your desk and, and you do a live show or whatever. And I say, Hey, you know, that's, that's racist. And that, that offends me. Like I can say whatever I want. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be a two way argument. That can just be, I'm just going to spew all my, you know, all of my, uh, you know, my opinions at you. And there's really, there's really not, not a whole lot of rebuttal. And then with the way social media is, it, people just start piling on. It gets just out of control. And it's really sad because people do, like, there's some really good people that make mistakes. Like, I mean, if, like I said, you know, back when we were in high school, some of the stuff, you know, you know, some of our, some of the things that you did, please don't group me into the the bad <laughs> things that that you made me like things that you made me do. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, right? <laughs> you, you did, you did. I'm going to tell you. I want to tell your mom the true story. Yeah. And next time I see yeah, her, we should tell that. Yeah, speaking of stories, but anyways. no, we're we're not telling. No, no. We're um, not. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're not so innocent. One day, one day. Yeah, you're not so innocent, are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but, uh, anyway, so yeah. let, let, yeah. let's get this thing started. Um, I, I think we're 34 minutes in, so I think that's usually the time that we actually start putting out content. We are not that far in. Um, eBay restrictions. I'm, I'm going to let you have this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back and listen. Yeah, so when I first started, I remember um, I got, and if you listen to episode two, or our last episode, um, you'd kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about. But, you know, I know when you got started with your um, uh, eBay, Amazon business, I got started, you know, after I lost my, lost my job. Um, yeah. And... We, we started what, about a month apart, maybe it's been about a year. No, I mean from each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, In July. And so the only thing I had was, was tons of, I had a lot of gun parts that I could sell. And, and I remember, I remember I was sitting at my, my island while you were where you yeah, were here yeah, in the kitchen pictures. there. I was taking pictures of magazines, like gun. I had a bunch of gun magazines. So you had a desk lamp. Of, you were yeah, using had a, a desk lamp. Uh, had a little, it was a nice little ot light. Yeah, or however had, you say that. It's but. around here. It's around here somewhere. Um, yeah. White sheet of paper and an ot light. And I was taking pictures. And I remember I was posting these, these, these magazines on eBay and I kept getting these like rejections, like rejections is like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? And so I finally, you know, I'm And not, you'd never listed anything like this. Your no, only no, no, no. experience no. was like sports memorabilia and like the LED kits that you were making. Yeah. And I'm not get you know, I, and I, I, I'm not good at like reading things. So like, <laughs> that was, that was, there was a pause there. I may have to I, edit that. When I'm I get good at when I get emails and I'm just yeah. kind of like, no, 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 there's so many emails that come through. Yeah. I understand. So 
so I actually actually looked at this one and it said, um, you know, you know, this listing was removed. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I look at it and come to find out you can't list magazines that hold more than 10 rounds because they aren't legal in all states. And so I had unknowingly at the time racked up two violations. So I figured that I figured out what the problem was. And I, I sold all my high capacity magazines to a pawn shop, but you know, I started, I started, you know, listing these parts and I, I got my first, uh, my first suspension was for three days um, because I listed a, um, a handguard for an AR-15. So my first lesson I learned was you can't have sell a, a, mag, a, a magazine that carries more than 10 rounds. My second lesson that I learned was that you can't sell anything that has anything to do with, with AR-15s. Now I didn't know that. Yeah. Now here's the interesting kind of you could you can kind of um what i'm looking for the word you can kind of skirt the rules on this so for instance i sold a forearm a, a magpul forearm and i put ar-15 in my title i don't think we should advocate no 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 that. no no this <laughs> well you know I'm, I'm i'm getting to the point here so and the reason why i listed why i felt comfortable listing this is because i saw tons and tons of other listings i got you i got you and so so I said, okay, well, you know, I should be able to sell it. No problem. So I put it on eBay, and, of course, it gets pulled off. I get a three-day suspension, and I'm like, I That was strike eBay. three, right? Yeah, that was strike three. That was a three-day suspension. Within within and, like a month of you selling. Yeah, yeah. Right? A month of you yeah. selling. <laughs> so so then I found out you can't sell AR parts. But So I called eBay, and I said, hey, you know, what's going on? They, they, look at all these other listings. Like I gave them item numbers, and then as I'm on the phone talking to the, the representative – yeah, you know, I start looking. I was like, "These guys don't mention anything about modern sporting rifles. They don't mention anything about AR-15s. Um, and these these parts, you know, could possibly be interchangeable. You could use them maybe for a custom build, something. You know, yeah. I don't know. But um, but I, you know, that was my my second lesson that I learned. So I'm like, okay, now it kind of started getting serious because I had three day I had a three day suspension where I couldn't do anything. I could still sell things, um, but I couldn't make any revisions. Couldn't list. Couldn't do anything. So Locked I kept going. You down. Yeah. So pop back up and I started rolling again. I started listing these parts and I mean, I'm really talking, there's over a thousand parts, right? So I'm listing all these parts and I get popped again. Um, this day, this time it was a, it was a week long suspension. Um, and I, I don't remember what the seven, I don't remember what this seven day suspension was for. I can't remember. Um, but it was another, um, gun part that wasn't allowed to be sold. And, you know, so I said, I did my week, you know, I said, well, I guess, and I remember I told you, I said, well, time to learn Amazon. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm, I, I take that week trying to learn Amazon and, um, I get, un, I get unrestricted and I start listing again and, and I'm like, I'm okay this time. I'm going to be super careful. Right. And I didn't know that the next step was a month. So you had how many, uh, suspensions this at four. this point? It was two, two. Okay. Two. Four Three. violations. Four violations, okay. two warnings, a three-day, and a week. Within how long of a time period? Probably a month. Probably a month. So You shouldn't even really... be allowed to sell on eBay. No. Steal now. It got close. It got close to that. It got close to that situation. And so I didn't know I didn't know the next step was a month. And yeah. that's how it goes. It goes warning, warning, three days, seven days, three or 30 days, and then death penalty, you're done. 
Um, so there is a finite amount. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. um, so I think it's like the fifth. I think it's the fifth after the thirty day. You're done. Um, so I listed. I, I kept going, and so I listed these two parts that were unrelated to anything that has anything to do with modern sporting rifles, AR-15s. Nothing has nothing yeah. to do with it. It was for a shotgun. And that says, which is completely legal, right? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent legal. And so this was. Well, no, no, no. Excuse me, excuse me. I need to, I need to rephrase that because none of the parts that you were selling were illegal. They were against eBay policy. Correct. That's to, correct. To list them. Sorry. And that's that's because if a buyer in California purchased these, it would be illegal in their state. Okay. Um, the AR-15 is more of a just, we don't want anything to do with that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I list, this was October 15th, I think. 15th, 16th, 17th, somewhere around there. And so I get popped for 30 days. I read the email and my heart just drops. I'm like, oh my God. What, and this is like, I'm leading up to Q4, right? This is like prime selling time. And then luckily I knew I was going to be back before Black Friday um, Cyber Monday and all that, and I was going to be okay during December. But I, just, I, there's no way I could have been out of commission for 30 days. I just couldn't do it. I, was, I just, I wasn't. It just, I, I had to call him, right? So I'm very upset, right? Because I'm selling these little. It's a little... Let, let, let me interrupt here, uh, like I normally do. Um, up to this point, how much do you think you were selling a month on eBay? So I mean, I, I don't want viewers to get the wrong impression. Like this guy was just freaking out. You know, why is he freaking out? Like it's you weren't just putting down little numbers, right? At the time, yeah, I mean, if you're okay with saying that, but I just don't. It was, to... Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it was it was about ten thousand um, a month, and this was in this was in September and October, which and is like so, two three months after you started. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, started, insane. Started in August, so 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 I've got you know, um, I've got this thirty day suspension, and I sold a, it was a little charging handle for a shotgun, a Browning shotgun. Um, and then another item that was a sear. Um, but unfortunately, just kind of like the word Navy can mean a color or like a branch of the military. A sear can mean two different things too when, when it comes to guns. Um, and then a charging handle for shotgun. So, so anyways, I call them and, and I get folks from Thailand and or Philippines, Philippines. or wherever, India, I don't know. Um, yeah. And and it was so frustrating because they have they don't they don't know they don't know what an AR fifteen I mean they may know what an AR fifteen is they know their rules say that you know there's no any type of like uh, exceptions or anything yeah. so if they misinterpret a listing then then it's it's a it's a situation to where there's just nothing they can do and um, I imagine a, a for eBay a gun part listing is probably the top of the list for things to be able to get in trouble for, or like that's probably the harshest penalty. They may lose yeah. their job. Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. And so the, the frustrating part was for me was I'm talking to these people and I'm like, look, I'm like, I even took them through a Google search to try to educate them. Yeah. Like I'm on yeah. the phone and I, I said, Hey, me that. Yeah. Type, type this in Google and tell me, tell me what you see. And I said, do you, you see the shotgun? And, and it got to the point where they defined an assault rifle as anything that can harm an animal or a human. Yeah. Like that, that yeah. was their that was their thinking as to what an assault rifle was. Yeah. So so and if you know anything about guns, and I mean you really That's don't know. That's not the case. It's, it's just not the case at all. Yeah. 
Um, an assault rifle is a semi they, they basically said an assault rifle is a knife. An assault rifle is a baseball bat. Assault rifle yeah. is anything that you can, uh, you know, a, a, a clothes hanger if you, if you, or hit somebody yeah, and, with it you know, or something. And so at that point, I said, look, I said, look, I understand that you may not know what I'm talking about. Like, that's totally acceptable. I understand that. I said, but I need you to get me to somebody who does understand. Yeah. And and the frustrating part was that it was back office people that made the, the decisions on these specific issues and there was no way to contact these people at all when, like, when, what do you mean uh these are the people that, that make the the so, decisions How? so so he said that you know you can appeal the the violation and they have a back office team that reviews these type violations and then makes the determination of whether they are a violation or they not and i said well look is this team an american team or is it a, a you know a foreign team yeah couldn't get an answer on that there was no way to contact them they would not transfer me to anybody in the u.s they said you have to get lucky to get somebody in the u.s um and that it was completely random um and so it was, it was so frustrating and i and i i mean i did everything i could possibly do to get this suspension removed and if you do any looking on ebay forums and things of that nature it's extremely rare that they reverse these yeah um and you know in my case they didn't reverse it they didn't reverse it no matter how hard i tried to get them to understand where i was coming from it didn't work out so, so you went a whole 30 days without being able to edit yeah. to revise to change price anything except yeah. I could ship sell. an item i could ship and sold sell. That's it. So, you know, of course my sales are tailing off and, and I, but I did start getting into Amazon, you know, a lot during that break. But the thing about the restriction is, you know, now, and I, you know, and I asked him, I said, well, look, what happens if y'all make a mistake again? Yeah. And he says, well, it's permanent closure of your account. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's like, gosh, it's like, this is my livelihood. Who did you yeah. ask that to? Did you ask that to somebody the eBay open? Yeah. Or... No, no, no. This oh, was okay, during okay, my. Okay. This was during this gotcha, whole thing. Gotcha. And I, and I said, okay. And so I talked to my wife, and I was like, okay, we're done with gun parts until after Q4. Like we're just not going to touch it. So we completely just got rid of. You know, we didn't get rid of, it, but we we put it on the back burner. We sold what we had, um, and then we you know we got into toys, and and I think you know November December we hit eighteen thousand uh, in sales and and mainly toys. You know, a lot of it was toys on eBay. On eBay, yeah, that's just eBay. Yeah. Um, so it it worked out for me, but you know, I had to be I had to be so cautious after that, you know, to to make sure that I didn't get another suspension because I there I just couldn't afford not having an eBay account. I mean, and so so what I did and what what I suggest that you do um, is I'm not gonna do it. If it's not no, my fine. idea, I don't do it. Totally okay. Um, you actually might like this, but I think you're already following. But on Facebook, you know, follow eBay for business. Um, yeah, we talked about that in the last. Yeah, and 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 they are um, they're U.S. based, and and I remember I, I I was watching one of their their film their 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 pod or videos or live videos. Spit whatever. it out, man. We don't have all night. <laughs> and uh, um. And so I messaged the lady and I said, Hey, you know, I got suspended for this, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is what happened. This is, you know, I need somebody in the U S to understand and interpret these things. I said, I'm past my suspension, but I don't want to get to the point where 
I have another mix up and then I'm just done completely. So she did. Um, and she actually got both of the two, the two that got me suspended for the 30 days. She got me, she got those, uh, violations removed from my, what? Camp. Yeah. Seriously. I don't, I don't think you ever told me that. I didn't. That, no, I don't think I thought, so. I thought I did. Anyways, I mean, you may yeah. have. I, I don't. Yeah. So she me. she was able to she was able to remove those um, those violations so that I had some like breathing room. Wow. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I it's, it's not like you even were owed. Well, yeah, the last one. It's not like you were owed the last yeah. one. Yeah. And so you know, one of the things that um, I, I had issues with was. Um, you know, with the suspension was just kind of like that lack of that lack of sales and it just, it just dipped. And, and, and so, um, you know, I like that business page. Um, it's definitely a huge, um, it's definitely a huge asset. Okay. Um, go out and like the eBay for eBay for business Facebook page. Yeah. eBay for business. Okay. Um, I think we already kind of kind of hit on it. Uh, we just want to tell our listeners, you know, early on, episode three, man, we're newbies. We don't claim to know everything. We don't claim to be, you know, million dollar sellers or anything like that. Hopefully, one day. Uh, but we're just we're just growing. We're just learning, and we're on this journey. And we just kind of want to share that journey with you. And we both like to talk and. Uh, it's funny because we both used to, you know, listen to the Joe Rogan experience, which is amazing podcast. If you, if you don't already listen to podcasts or if you do, you know, there, there's another option for you. And yeah, we, we joked about, you know, one day having a podcast, you know, just because, you know, and even our wives have joked, you know, it needs to be a television show or something about you guys, because we have a weird relationship that not a lot of people have, like, we're real good friends. We are uh, extremely sarcastic, like to uh, the point to where we can go out in a store and we will confuse a cashier. You know, we just it or somebody that's just listening to us is like, why are those people even hanging around each other? They hate each other. <laughs> and, I would, and I do. And I do. I I do hate you. Probably so. would think. Yeah, some of the stuff we do, you probably think that we did hate each other. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah, we're definitely not not experts in really anything yet. Um, but we're we're on that, we're on our way. Yeah, and if people have said this before, you know, if somebody somebody says they're a guru and they they claim to be an expert, maybe maybe skip that person over because that that person is. Most of the time, an expert uh, or, you know, just like an intelligent person is not going to tell you they're intelligent, you know, be a little weary. Um, But we are experts and we are selling a webinar. Uh, It's tomorrow night at 730. It's going to be it's going to be live on YouTube. It's going to be 35 seconds long um, and it's going to be two thousand three hundred twenty nine dollars cash or check only. We do take money orders, Um, you know. So if you're in for it, you can come, you know, have a Q&A with the experts, the gurus. Uh, we won't actually have a Q&A. That's just, that's just a, a marketing <laughs> tactic. I'm just, you know, trying to 
over promise yeah. and under deliver yeah it, there's there's so many people that have their own courses and stuff oh. and it's a good way to make money it's tempting um, it is you know i mean we could we really you know have built up enough knowledge to teach a beginner course I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, yeah, you could, but you know, I just, yeah. I wouldn't, I just, I wouldn't feel right if like, I, you know, I, I see some of these people that, that sell these beginner guides and things like that. And, and, and look, I, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do to make money, that yeah. doesn't matter to me. Um, but you know, I, I see tons and tons of people that are just brand new and they don't, you know, they, they have to take that first step through and go through the YouTube, you know, program and, yeah. you know, because there's so much free information out of there. No, they should do yeah, that. They should. Yeah, yeah, they should. A lot of people get caught up because Amazon is like, uh, I don't know, it, it's it's like dri- driving through rush hour traffic with with a blindfold on. You know, yeah, you're just hitting walls yeah. the, the the first couple couple miles. You know, it, it's and and you're confused and you don't know what to do and you if you just hear the buzz about. FBA, but you know, at FBA, you will, you will worry yourself to death if you're actually thinking about getting into that. Yeah, you know, true. and you'll you will turn to anybody. Hey, do you have any advice? Do you have any advice? And people see in like some of those groups, they'll be like, Hey, um, what's a good product to sell? Oh, people are sharks, man. People jump on that person. You know, that's exactly they, right. Oh. Any of the, and and if you are in any of these in these groups, it. And especially some of the big ones, like it goes, it, it's almost without fail, that person that says, I'm struggling with this, or, you know, what's, you know, what's a good product, you know, like you said, what's a good product to sell? At some point in that string, you'll see somebody post their sales numbers. And they won't, yep. most time they won't come out and say, hey, I'm selling a course, but it's bait for these people to message them. And as soon as they message them, you know, they think they can just take, you know, they can skip all the the newbie stuff and get right into the intermediate. And that's really just not possible. I mean, I, I, I got so frustrated with Amazon when I first started, cause it's like pop up. Hey, you know, you got to follow these rules pop up. You got to follow these rules. And it was like, Oh my God, I don't like following rules. No, you, know? <laughs> you <laughs> so, don't. You son of a bitch. I hate, I hate rules. Um, you know, so it was, um, it, it's tough, but, but man, those, the advanced classes, like, um, that talk about you know private labeling can be to me private labeling is very confusing. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. Neither one of us has have done private labeling. We've yeah, we've both yeah. dabbled in wholesale and both done RA and OA, uh, but neither one of us have have dove off into the private label lake yet. Right, and I could see a I could see a kind of intro to PL like you know what PL is a private label product that you can you know buy in China throw your brand on it and throw it on Amazon but it doesn't have to be see that's a misnomer too it doesn't have to be a Chinese product you know you can Mm -hmm. you can white label or private label a a US based product too which is actually I've heard is even uh, better in some cases because you don't have to spend shipping and you don't have to wait three months to get your product and yeah that's true but that is true but yeah, I mean, I can see the use for that. But just be just. I want to let you guys later. know we're selling a uh, private label webinar uh, tomorrow night at eight thirty. Uh, we've actually got a thirty minute window between classes, so if you guys want to send us some some questions, go ahead and do that. Yeah, it's yeah, five thousand dollars. <laughs> Three easy payments of five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, sorry. Did I not say that? We'll edit that. Yeah. Out. Three easy three, payments. Yeah, it's a $15,000 course. Yeah. It's a seven day payment terms. So, uh, I just tried get to that do three 000. with my finger. Do you do that? Does your hand do this? No, I, when think you try your, to do three? I think your hand is messed up. Is my hand like, seriously, try it. I don't know. Can okay. Okay. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. All right. That must be me. My, I my think you need hurt. to go see a doctor. Um. Okay. Uh, next. Next on the list. Uh, let's let's talk about Amazon being on a listing. Uh, yeah. Now this can happen a couple ways. Uh, one can be you just don't know and you buy a hot product uh, and you send it into Amazon. And then a week goes by and two weeks goes by, you know, after that product has actually gotten into inventory and it's available and you don't see any sales. And you're like, man, I, I was, I had the buy box, you know, I, I got buy box price when I got in there. And then you go and you investigate and you, you look and you see Amazon's on the listing. And then, uh, you know, a little bell goes off and you go, crap, <laughs> how can I compete with Amazon? I know what I'll do. I'll drop my I'll drop my price a penny from their price, <laughs> and then Amazon drops their price right below yours, and then you're like, okay, I know what to do. I know what to do. I'm gonna drop my price fifty cents, and then the next time you look, Amazon has dropped their price three dollars, and you're like, what? what? How? There's no money in that. How can they make, be making any money? Yeah. Well, whether they're making any money or not, they got the buy box, and you're not gonna be able to match it. So. <laughs> The moral of this story is try not to ever get on a listing with Amazon. But if you do, uh, or, or there, I will give you a way to actually kind of see if it's worth it. So um, Jeff talked about Keepa before in one of the, the previous episodes. I think it's one of the ones we've released. Um, and Keepa shows, it's a chart, and it shows a bunch of... Uh, what is it? Dips. It, it kind of looks like an EKG, you know, with the, with the they do your heart with like heart rate monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. So every downstroke of that EKG, if you will, is uh, supposedly is a sale. You know, it, it correlates with sales rank. So that is the sales rank dropping. So um, it also shows. It shows several things. It shows some things that I don't even know how to use yet. But it also shows Amazon. And it shows what their price is, and it shows it in orange. And if you see any gaps, you know, it'll usually be uh, more of a straight line because it's just showing price, and it just shows up and down on price. So it'll go up and down sometimes when Amazon raises their price or lowers it. But there will be gaps in there, and those gaps uh, actually correlate with with a day or, or days below it in the graph and it actually shows you how many days Amazon was out of stock on that product if you can get on a listing with where, where Amazon is going out of stock uh, quite frequently that's probably a good listing to get on uh, it tells you a couple different things uh, supply for that product is probably not as plentiful as Amazon would like uh, which means it's it's probably a good product, and it's it's going in. At, they're going in and out of stock so quickly means they're selling through their inventory every everything they've got. So if you get on that listing, there's a good 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 chance if there's not a whole bunch of FBA sellers on it, you may sell your stuff quick. You know, but that's the only time I would suggest 
getting on a listing with Amazon. Otherwise, avoid that shit like the plague. Yeah, one of the things I can show kind of what he's talking about, the, you know, with your keepographs, these, you know, the orange. What do you have there? Now, that doesn't look like my Amazon page. I don't, I don't have a graph in the middle of my page. How did you get that there? Um, that would be the Keepa extension for Chrome. Okay. Uh, okay. Which if, which if you do not have that, you need it. Um, cause every time you look at an item, it's easier for you to kind of do a quick glance at if it's going to be a good item or not shows you the sales rank. But when he was talking about the Amazon going out of stock as you can see these, all the, the orange here is Amazon in stock. The white is them going out of stock. So you can see them, you know, in this area right here, they're in stock for, you know, maybe one item at a time. Yeah. Um, and then they go out of stock. Whereas from July 5th or so to August 8th, that entire month they were in stock. Um, you know, so it, it's kind of in and out, in and out. So, you know, if Amazon's price is down here and your price is up here, you know, you have to wait for these gaps for your, for you to get any sales. Yeah. So yeah, it's, um, keep is the best tool there is. I think I, I mean, it's, it's, it's indispensable. It for, yeah. If you're not checking it for every single item, um, you're not doing everything you need to do. It is free. Yeah, it's free. I mean, if you, why would you not use it? Eh. But anyway, um, the next thing we got on the list here, man, uh, I think you wanted to talk about prepping prepping your hot eBay toys for, for Q4, prepping your listings. Yeah, yeah so one of the things um, that are extremely important is getting on some of the hot toy items early before you get into November, December when you have – thousands and thousands of other people selling the same item so um so prepping your 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 listings not your items but your listings um to get ready for q4 so um let's say for instance you know there's a new toy out like a furby okay furby comes out and you think that that's going to be one of the hot toys and nobody's really going to know until about maybe you know november-ish um late october november before we really know what the hot toy is going to be, um, but say let's say if Furby comes out and you think it's going to be a, it's going to be a hot item, you need to get sales on your listing as soon as possible, and because the sales the amount of the amount of sales you have on your item is going to dictate where your listing um, shows up in your in, in customer searches. So, for instance, if there's 500 Furbies on eBay and you've sold 10 of them. And these others are just single item listings. When they search Furbies, you're going to be at the top of the list because you've had consistent sales in your um, in your history, um, and it's just been you've shown that consistency. So the alg eBay's algorithm will automatically put that item uh, towards the top of the search. Me and you saw that earlier this year um, when we actually traded off selling the same item. Yeah, we had we had one item where I started selling and I was, you know, I was top listing. You, you typed in this, this search, I was at the top of the listing. Um, and I had, I mean, we sold probably like 30 of them. Mm -hmm. Well, well, I went out of stock. You had some, and it took you kind of a while to get going. Like I, yeah. there, and it was like, man, what the heck's going on? You do the searches, you do all this other stuff. But my listing was consistently on top because I had consistent sales. So yeah. when I stopped, when I stopped selling, 
you started getting getting sales and then you started you know uh, uh, being at the top of listing I got back in stock and I couldn't sell them to save my life yeah because I hadn't I hadn't had that consistent sales and why would they buy from me when you have the same price and your listing is a better um, has a better search result yeah so what what I'm doing this year is I've got you know roughly 10 different toys that I'm kind of placing my bets on for Q4 and what I'm doing is I'm I'm making money and not a lot but I'm I'm getting sales on these items to gradually as I get into late October early November when customers search for these things they're going to see my listing at the top and it's going to say 10 sold or 11 sold or 25 sold and what that does is it gives customers you know, confidence that, okay, if I buy from him, I'm probably going to be in good shape. I'm not going to get some like, you know, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that. That's a really good point. I'm not going to get Joe Smith that just stole a Furby and is trying to make some money off of it. Right. Especially if you hear that, that there's counterfeits and stuff going around. Right. And they're, you know, they're, they're usually, yep. There usually is. So, um, so one of the other cool things is that your customers is being able to show, hey, I've sold 500 of these. Being able to show that, the customer can actually go into that listing and look at the feedback left on those sales. Um, and they can they can get an idea of, okay, are these good transactions? And obviously, you know, they're, they're going to be. Um, you know, but it, it gives you priority over everybody else um, on the platform. So... Um, so when I say prep your listings, it's start working on your search engine results because um, that's going to be everything. And then you can get that higher price, um, you know, because you have that that consistent history of sales and uh, you get kind of that you get that consumer confidence. So are you dropping your price to get these sales? Or how, how's that? Yeah, it just depends. Like sometimes I will actually go – um, I will actually uh, uh, mark my items down to almost making no profit just to get the ball rolling. Really? Um, and sometimes even at a loss if, if needed, just to get the ball rolling to start getting my, my, my search listing. Um, do you do that period in other, like say, would you do that in other times of the year if, say, you found a hot product and you found a good quantity of it, 10, 20 of them? Would you do the same thing? Would you kind of sell the first couple at a uh, a break even? Not, not really. Like I, generally, this okay. is for this is for you could. I guess it depends is, on if 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 you put that up there and you weren't getting sales for a couple weeks or whatever. Right. Then I guess it, you'd be kind of forced to. It has to be. It generally has to be a replenishable, right? So something that you can buy more of. Um, that you can have that um, uh, that uh, uh, that history, and 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 if you're if you're if one of the mistakes I made is that when I first started, when I went out of stock, my listing disappeared. Um, you know, you, there's a there's in your listing when you're there's a there's an option to um, and not in the listing itself, but in your in your eBay my eBay page, there's an option to you know keep your listings open even when you sell out and then all you do is revise and add your quantity and then resubmit and you're back online. So say for instance, I sell 10 Furbies, but I go out of stock. Well, it's going to show I have zero available. I go and buy 10 more. 
and I add that 10 and revise my listing, my listing's still going to show that I sold 10. So I'm still going to have that history, even though I went out of stock. That's crazy. So, Cause you lose all that. Say you, you, you don't, um, God, what did, what do they call that? I can't remember what that's called. It's hard to find too. I remember yeah. you told me about it and I did it on the listing that, you know, we were talking about earlier that we, that we both sold, uh, because it was, man, I, I still have, I think I got almost 1,400 more views after I went out of stock on that product. Yeah. You know, I still have like 5,600 and something views. And if, if you guys know eBay, which I'm sure you do, that's a lot of views. For, for me, that's a lot of views on a product. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. Know. It's a ton. But I'm going to screen share real quick, and I'll kind of show you one of the one of the hotter items this year is um, slime. And so this is a slime uh, listing. And, you know, when, when I type in the Poopsie Unicorn Surprise, you get a sponsored listing. So someone's paying for that um, placement. Um, but your first listing that you get is, is one that has consistent solds on it. Uh. So, and it, and it says, you know, and he says only one left and that's a trick too. If you're on top of your stuff, you can keep just one in stock at all times and it'll have this only one left um, <laughs> on there to create like a sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, like I was saying before, if you go to here where it says six sold, you can click on that and you can get all the details on the item, what it sold for. Um, and these have not, no, they have not left feedback for these. Um, otherwise, it would give you a feedback. Um, whether it be positive or not, but um, but yeah, so you can give kind of get an idea of of the you know the purchase history on this particular seller. Wow, so that's cool. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yep. So it's um, uh, you know, and and I, I do think that that this is is going to be big. Um, you know, it's it's very controversial right now because. Um, that's kind of a tough thing to swallow. And, and one of the things I think is kind of, is kind of funny is that, um, when I went to eBay open, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was one of the executive VPs. Um, their big push is to, you know, top rated seller. You have to have free 30 day returns. And someone called out this guy. Most of these, I thought you most, had to have free return. Oh, free 30 day. Free 30 day. And I know. So, um, and this guy who was talking, Everybody at eBay has their own eBay store and they sell stuff, right? Even the executives sell stuff. Really? And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, wow. and so one person pointed out that this guy on stage didn't offer free returns. It was like, Hey, you don't have 30 day returns. Why are you up there telling us, you know? And so he's like, and so he showed us on, on the big screen. He's like, okay, I got, you know, I heard you guys loud and clear. And so, yeah, he's got 30 day returns on his thing. So, you know, but I do think, you know, getting back to the, the search, um, the search engine results, I think that's going to be very popular too. And it's, eh, it's such a odd choice. It's, it, it's such a difficult choice. Uh, it, it, it aligns with brick and mortar and it aligns with big companies like Amazon and Walmart that make everything so easy. And they don't, you know, if you're getting that from most other people, you would kind of expect it from eBay. Believe me, I, I don't want to offer free returns. I don't offer free returns right now. I do offer 30 day returns on most everything I have, uh, because that brings your search results up too. Uh, and it used to be the determining factor for top rated seller, but now I think you have to be, you have to have free returns 
to, to be top rated seller, which, uh, but I do understand it from a consumer's point of view. What I think it is more than uh, a liability like we think of it as, I think on the buyer side of it, it's a guarantee. You know, you know this person's not going to, you know, quote, screw you over if something's wrong with the item or, you know, something. I don't, I think most people are good, you know, for, for the most part. So I think most people are not trying to get over on you. So offering free 30 day returns, uh, is kind of a, is kind of a comfort, you know, for a lot of buyers, you know, it would be a, it would be a comfort for me if I was buying something, especially something expensive, you know, and heavy, and heavy. And really it's, it's, it's going to be, and I mean, give it 20 years. I mean, it really is now, but like, it's really going to be a hundred percent in like 20 years. Like there will be zero expectation of any type of, you know, waiting like there's, or any type of, you know, any type of like resistance to customers getting what they want. I don't, I, I disagree. Okay. Go for it. Um, I'm a firm believer that everything works on a pendulum. Everything swings one way and then swings back eventually. So I think it will get pushed to the point to where business and commerce, not just e-commerce, which most of it will probably be at that time, uh, I, I think it will be pushed to a point to where it can't. Like, like people won't be able to stay in business because of expectations of customers and stuff. Now, I could be wrong. And I... I I just know that things swing the, back the other way. You know, there, you can look at history and just look at every type of issue there's ever been, and there's been a, a, a north and a south pole of it. You know what I'm saying? Like magnetic north and south poles. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just there's always a flip side. So I, I, I can't see – I can see the quickness. Like people would – people are going to want more um, – uh, what do you, you know. just, they're going to, I mean, they're, they're just, they're, they're going to want things faster, but I, I, I think like, there's going to be some pushback eventually. You don't. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, I mean, it's just, it's just the way life is right now. I mean, everything's instant. Everything's instantaneous. Yeah. Everything. Um, you know, as it relates to business, I just feel like, I don't know what that pendulum swing back would be. Um, I just, I mean, it what may... about smaller, more mom and pop type, uh, operations more, you know, because that's, that's what it seems to be is happening now as you get more mom and pop type brick and mortars, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of I mean, seems it, like it's swinging that way where they were almost dying off because of Amazon and everything. I could see that kind of the age of the superstores going, you know, going away like the targets and Walmarts and things like that. And it's I, I think it's so the, overhead the, intensive. It's huge. Yeah, absolutely. That's why all these businesses are going out, of, you know, are just going out of business. Um, but one of the things that really kind of opened my eyes when I was at eBay Open was that, you know, they state by, by 2020, 40% of all U.S. consumers will be Gen Z. Now, if you don't know what Gen Z is, it's mid '90s to early 2000s, um, and and they've kind of outnumbered the baby boomers, 
um, as far as you know total number um, born within that span and so these these people that are growing up you know now they're they're in their teens they're their teen years they're growing up in an environment where everything is instant everything I just went on a cruise for seven days and about pulled my hair out with the, the internet service, you know, that I had there having, <laughs> having to wait for things to load. Like I was dying and like, you know, back in the day that would have been the fastest internet on the planet, you know? So, yeah. but now it's to the, now it's to the point where everything's instant. Just a couple of statistics that'll kind of like, kind of open your eyes a little bit. If you don't already know them. Um, uh, I guarantee that, I know them. You probably, you might yeah, guarantee. You might. Um, you don't even have to that, read them. You can read them for that, our listeners. So that Generation Z is is between ninety five and two thousand nine. They use ten hours and twenty minutes of tech use. So that's per day. Yeah, per day. Ten hours, um, 10 on, hours in, on an electronic device. Correct. Um, ten hours and nineteen minutes use per day. Um, Wait, th- five, th- so people understand that? How many hours are you awake? Sixteen. Yeah. Most people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ten of look them. Around, look around you. Look around you. Yeah. We threw a baby I mean, party. we do. Yeah. yeah. We threw a party for my daughter, um, who's a two-year-old, and it just phones. Just phones everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, myself included. Um, 5.1 billion searches a day on the internet. Um, this <laughs> 4 billion YouTube views a day. Um, Wait, how the- many searches? Uh, 5.1 billion searches. And there's how many YouTube? That's Google four? searches. And then 4 billion YouTube views. So basically, like YouTube is another Google. Essentially, yeah. I yeah. mean, if you want to look at it that way. Absolutely. Um, there's over a billion active Facebook users um, within this, uh, this date range. Um, and then over 500 million tweets a day. So... <laughs> So, I mean, it's it's really it's really interesting how involved and how like just just integrated they are into this mode of thinking to where everything is instant. Everything. If I want to know something, I know it right now. If I want to buy something, I want it right now. Now, the cool thing about what you said was, you know, talking about that mom and pop, these specialty shops. I mean, I think that I think, you know, that's a good point. I think that's the future. They get the people that they can't get. I think that it's stuff. part of the future. I don't think yeah. it's the whole future because I th- I don't think the e-commerce is going away at no, all. A, yeah, no, you're right. It's part of the future. Um, you know, so uh, it's just um, it's just kind of the way it's 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 going. And so you know, going back to the free returns thing. Gosh, having having no returns is tough nowadays. I mean, you go to any retailer and you can return anything. I could take this coke walk into a target and demand money for it <laughs> you yeah. know saying i i bought it out of a 12 pack and and they'll they they have the expectation that that customer needs to leave that store happy yeah and that's what it is because they know that you know if i bought this coke off amazon i can put it right back in a box and send it back and there are zero questions asked no questions asked yeah. if you buy something off amazon you answer it there's like a six little buttons that you can click on why you're returning it throw it in a box print your label ship it out you're done no questions it doesn't yeah. matter what it is now you know going back to the that one part where you're talking about most people are good that is true you will get 
eventually you will get burned by somebody mm. who is going to take advantage of it. It happens. Think about Amazon. Think about retailers, how many fraudulent returns and all kinds of stuff. It's just part of the game. You have to it just sucks. factor it into your cost of selling. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it sucks, but it, yeah. it's just a fact of life. It's just a fact of just life. Just like you so, would have theft in a brick and mortar. You know, it's, yep. people are going to do it. Yep, absolutely. So there's there's loss. It's not all gains in business. There's there's loss too. Um, so Nuh-uh. Um, everybody makes business is like a cash tree, bro. You <laughs> can literally go pull dollars off of this tree every day. Yeah, you know, whenever you, you want. see that, Bunch of you them. see that quite a bit. You know, on on Facebook boards, they get so mad about a twenty thirty dollar return. That's like it's or, or it's, no 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 the, the the best to me. And gosh, I hope this person's not listening. But somebody, somebody was um, complaining about an eight dollar, an eight dollar return the other day. I was like, w- I would refund that and never look. I would refund it with a smile and and be like, hey, you know, we appreciate your business. If any, if anything else, you know, that we can do for you comes up, let us know. You know, There's that's a that's a uh uh-uh. uh. No, well, you can get bad feedback. You can get a bad review if you're on Amazon. You know, there's things that can't be done. You need mm-hmm. to salvage those and, and and let your pride, you know, get out of your own way. Get out of the the way of your pride. Yep, okay, absolutely. Went on a rant there. A little bit of a rant. Yeah. What I what are you drink? What are you drinking? It's just water, oh. out of a out of a Bucky's cup. <laughs> You guys yeah, don't yep. know about Bucky's. <laughs> you <laughs> Holy need to know. shit. This Texas uh Texas exclusive chain, is that right? Yeah, I don't think they're anywhere else. Yeah, North Texas, uh Central Texas, all over Texas. Uh, are they in West Texas? Yeah, they're all over. So Bucky's is a truck stop that has like 75 fuel pumps. Uh it, it, so basically if you can imagine a a gas station with that many fuel pumps how long that that fuel pump section would have to be the store is just as long yeah, so it's about, it's about the length of a football field yeah at least yeah yeah, yeah and that's like, just the, the the regular cars they, they also have truck truck yeah, fueling yeah. stations too and in houston there's i think it's in houston it might be baytown um they have the world's longest car wash um which is google it it's it's awesome but yeah bucky's is a shit but yeah, so that we got off, got a little sidetracked there. But yeah, if you don't know what Bucky's is, come to Texas. You can't drive by it. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. You can't drive by it for more than one reason. They advertise it like a hundred and fifty miles before you get there. That's true. They will have <laughs> even more than that. Sometimes they say they'll say they'll have a, a an advertisement, a Bucky's billboard. Two, yeah, billboard. Bucky's in 250 miles yeah. <laughs> and then and then every 50 miles after that it'll yeah. give you another reminder and then at that point you're just like well i don't have a choice I'm i can't imagine go. how much money they make oh, dude you know you're a reseller when everywhere you go you think about what money, kind of money you can make and i want and i want to use i want to use this as an example we're in um we're in cozumel and there's duty-free shops everywhere right and so you you get off the ship and and, and you do your shopping, and most of the shopping is just trademark infringed logo stuff everywhere. And uh, so we, I go to the alcohol shop because I want to get my favorite type of rum, which is Appleton rum. Uh, if you haven't tried it, try it. It's awesome. You got um, some. Yeah. You son so, of a bitch. 
there's a whole other story to that. So anyways, so, so I buy it, right? And I'm looking right next to the cash register is those Kinder eggs, right? The little Kinder, mm-hmm. like little, you'll see, you see them everywhere. And I, and I remember back in the day, uh, last year, they were pretty popular. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never got into it. But I love, I'm looking at this package, and it's a package of five Kinder eggs. And it was like something that had like, it was like Airbus 380 special or something. So it was like a travel, like special edition Kinder. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, dude, I bet that might be worth some money. So I'm like trying to get my app to work, and it ends up not working. And, and the whole thing was like 17 bucks. Um and so I end up not buying it, but when I get back to land, I mean, the you not buy it? I, I see where this is going. <laughs> I thought, so I get back to land and I'm like, I'm looking them up and I look at the price history of 40, 50, $60 and no one's in stock right now. And no one has, no one has been in stock for months on these things. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. Like I should have, I should have just said, you know what? I'm just going to try it. And if it doesn't sell, I'll just freaking eat it. <laughs> but, uh, but no. So anyways, so yeah, I mean, that, see I if you had had a, a couple more years experience, you probably would have bought them. You know, that's just, that's just yeah. experience. If, I mean, you, you get to, well, it's just like selling books or anything, you know, after a while you get better at being able to kind of eyeball stuff. You know, if you go to a garage sale and, and there's a, you know, a leather jacket and you feel it and you go, oh, that feels like quality. Like, you know, you should probably buy that. You might not know what it's going to sell for, but you know, if this person's selling it for 10 bucks, you're like, oh, you know, no, no brainer. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm going to need you to go back to Cozumel and buy a pallet of those and I'll split it with you. Yeah. So I'm going to screen share real quick. I'll show you what it is. You're going to make yourself cry. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, it was these, and it was like the coolest. It Never was so seen ra- or heard of that. It was so random um, that it was there. It was just it was so weird. Airbus, why is this doing? What is this doing in a duty free shop in Cozumel, Mexico? <laughs> it's like I don't know. It just it, it was weird. It, it didn't make any sense. But it was it made so much. It didn't make sense by so much that I was like, it's got to be worth money. Yeah. I didn't buy it, but for seventeen dollars, had it been a couple bucks, you probably would have bought some, oh, huh? I would have bought all of them. I would have yeah. bought all of them. Is there a limit just, just to bring anything cool. back? No, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm really pissed. Um, so I'm coming back, and I've got my Appleton, and it was cheap. It was like twenty bucks. I'm like, all right. I walk back to the cruise ship. And they tag it, and they put it in a black bag, and they put it in a box behind the, a table. I had to like check my alcohol in, and like, well, you can pick it up when you disembark. Like, I had to leave my alcohol with them when I fully intended to drink it when I got up to my room. You should have known that. Well, no, you bought it on no. the trip, so I guess I yeah. bought. I thought I could take it back to my room. So, anyways, long story short, just. Be beware, and because when the getting off a cruise ship is a cluster F, and it was so crazy that We're I on forgot. The internet, you can say whatever you want. I forgot to um, pick my alcohol up on my way out, oh, and so it's still on the ship. I kind of had a feeling you were going to say that. So it, does it so, not have your name on it or anything? It does, and they don't care. Where do you think they get the name alcohol for their bars? So, no, Tell no, no, no. Tell you, Dude, yes. I bet you could write. 
they might send you some kind of voucher because that's nope 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 really on the on the sheet that they gave me on the rules that I did not follow because I didn't know I didn't know I had to go to like this special room to pick up my alcohol on the last day. It said that whatever whatever is left on board after you disembark will be um, um, uh, property of Carnival or whatever. No, it would have been discarded. Is what they used, said. I was like, That's <laughs> yeah, bullshit. it's going to end up behind their bar. So what'd you mm-hmm. buy? Appleton, it was a 13 year. 13 year. So that's the middle one, I think. Yeah, it's awesome. That's actually what I was drinking here in the. um, I got some, was that orange? Some orange soda. I don't remember what kind it was. And Appleton rum. Why do you have. Why do you have orange soda and rum? Is that good? Oh my gosh. Okay, so the Appleton, which is just regular Caribbean rum or Jamaican rum, uh, it's not what I prefer with it. I prefer orange soda and Captain Morgan because it's a spiced rum. Oh, you! If you like Captain Morgan and Coke, you will love Captain Morgan and orange soda. And where did you find that out? <laughs> my my old boss at my old job. We went. Uh, we used to have to go to conferences, and uh, so we get like a two liter, a couple two liters, and you know a fifth or whatever to to have for the week, you know, in our room at night before we went out or whatever, you know, have a drink. And he's like, you got to try this. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> I tried it and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll have to try it then. Yeah. Okay. That well, tip is free. Yes. Uh, yes. Unlike our webinars tomorrow at 730 and 830. $5,000 an hour. That's the second one. But it's three payments. Three payments. Easy. Yeah, Easy payments. Three payments to get into the room, then it's five thousand dollars an hour. Well, um I mean it's a write off. It's a tax write off. Yeah, so don't be like, a don't be a bitch. It's like free money. I mean wait you think we're doing this for free? Shit. I've got nothing else, man. I don't think. Well, that's a good episode, I think. We kind of went off the rails in the middle, but... Yeah, we usually do that. And I, I think, uh, you know, if, if somebody's listening to this at work, which I, I hope they are, I hope we help somebody's day go by a little bit quicker, uh, then, you know, a little bit of break in the monotony of, of just hearing, you know, great information after great information, you know, you got to break that up a little bit with some, some yeah, dumbness. Some tips on how to drink some alcohol. Yeah, and how to leave your alcohol on a cruise ship. Yeah, I'm never doing that again. That was a step-by-step process, basically, that you gave. I learned. I learned. So, yeah. So, in uh, U.S. dollars, that bottle would probably be worth about $45? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, $45, yep. 50 bucks. Absolutely. And I had paces. Oh, my gosh. One last story. One last story. So we, we get off at this excursion, right? And we didn't bring cash. We're stupid. Um, and so we're like, okay, we got to go to an ATM because they all, all these, all these people want cash. I wanted to drink some tequila. It was, you know, any cash. So I go to chase, I go, well, it's not chase, but I go to an ATM and I put my chase card in there and I, I hit, okay, withdraw. And it's in fucking pesos. And it says, it says 1000, 2000, 3000, 4000. And I'm like, I didn't even look behind me. There was an exchange rate calculator, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, Oh my God. How much is a damn peso? Like, I have no freaking clue. So I, I said, okay, um, 
Okay, 1,000, that's probably not. I said, oh, okay, 3,000. So I hit 3,000 and it spit out like a stack of bills. And I said, and I went over to the lady of the counter. I said, I said, hey, how much is 3,000 pesos? And she says, oh my God. And I'm like, oh fuck, what have I done? Like, how much money did I just pull out of my account, right? Because I didn't know in dollars. I had no fucking yeah. clue. And she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, shit. And my, my wife's like, oh, my God, how much did you pull out? And she's like, let me get my calculator. And she's calculating $150. I'm like, okay, all right, we're cool. We're cool. I, was th- I was thinking, like, that many pesos can't be that much U.S. dollar, but. It's not, but, I mean, I have. No- 150 bucks in, you I know. Have- yeah, I have no clue. It it went far, but yeah, yeah I had no clue. It kind of yeah. So so what what did you buy? Like, what would a coke cost in pesos or in a dollars? Beer, I guess I'll, I'll tell you what a beer would cost. Okay. They were charging sixty seven pesos for a beer, hundred and fifty pesos for like a daiquiri drink, um, and that's about all I got for you. Um, yeah, I'm gonna so need you to do a little conversion there because I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, dude. Oh, we can't fail these viewers. They're gonna. They're gonna be like, "What? Right. We listen right. to this stupid ass story for no reason." <laughs> All right, sixty-seven is sixty-seven pesos is three dollars and fifty-one cents, um, which is about not a bad price. I mean, seven eighty-six is one hundred and fifty. So a margarita, you said yeah, seven eighty-six. So. That's actually that's that's regular yeah, U.S. prices. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. No, that um, is bad. You don't really get seven eighty six. Seven eighty six for a margarita. Uh, I mean, these are fresh squeezed margaritas. Like there was like it was it what was. What it cost them? It probably cost them like probably nothing. Probably nothing. Four pesos to make. But I'm not going to complain about a seven dollar. No, I'm, I'm, well, especially on a cruise ship. Right, but this listen. This is how they. This is how they made them. Right, they had a huge cart full of grapefruit and full of local oranges. These oranges were green, but they were local oranges. I don't know anything about it more than that. They had a big juicer. They had a big old bottle of some kind of margarita mix, ice, and tequila. And it, they put the ice in the in the cup, and they poured tequila till you told them to tell them to stop. And so they that just poured, pour, pour, and they and you used to tell them to stop. They cut a grapefruit. They squeeze it, juice right into the cup. They cut up an orange, squeeze it right into the cup, and then you get probably that much of that margarita mix. They mix it up, and it's like the best fucking margarita I've ever had in my life. I'll pay seven eighty six for that margarita any day. I'm especially sorry, I wasn't when, listening. Dude, can you repeat that story? Especially if what's your what's your problem? Especially if. You can t- you can de- you can determine how much alcohol alcohol goes in that thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good price for that. I'll I'll admit it on that. You know, one day when we're like super famous because of this podcast, they're gonna be like, you know, Aaron's the asshole of the two, and Jeff's like, he's the one that's like the mean like, girl. You're the mean girl. Not me. I'm not a mean girl. You're a troll like a motherfucker. But I'm not a mean girl. I'm not. I wouldn't like. Okay, so what do we know about mean girls? I don't know you should, anything. <laughs> you should get your wife in here. She'll know she, all about it. Yeah, she's got a, a mean girl bath, bath mat. mat. Which is my favorite mat in the world. I love taking showers at your house because when I walk out <laughs> of that shower, 
I look down and it says, you're like really pretty. And it's like, and I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I am. I am. You needed to hear it every time you see it. And it's like, I got this. I yeah. got this. Um, so yeah. So, but anyway, so mean girls, but they're mean, they're clicky mean. Like there's like me and you being mean to someone else. Like, yeah, you, you can't say I'm a mean girl. I was troll. just trying to make a joke. You took it way too far. You uh, yeah. way psychoanalyzed this whole thing. But you got to use the right reference, and that was not the right. I apologize. Reference. So you also are an asshole. Um, but somehow but, you get away with it. That's what I'm saying. See, the listeners aren't that when when we're judged. In the end, it's going to be you're the asshole, and I'm the nice guy. Now that may not be true in real life. <laughs> okay okay i'll take that but i'll take that <laughs> you will come off i'm telling you and that's like sports stars you see these sports stars on tv and you're like man i bet that dude's pretty cool like bill cosby back in the day bill cosby seems like a really cool dude but if you know the guy i'm gonna cut not. this clip up and make you love bill cosby buddy <laughs> i love bill cosby he's the best no but you know, you think all oh, these people, oh, they're they're great. They're on TV. They're awesome. And it's like, no, not you really hear like a lot of them are assholes. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm consistent. I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not. That's true. I'm gonna be an asshole to you. That's true. Man. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I got. I got work to do. It's yeah. Ten, it's ten thirty p.m. and I still have work to do. West Coast time. Central standard. Central standard. Um, you also may be considered the dumb one for comments like that and not knowing the peso exchange rate. Yeah. Yeah. And they also, if they ever talked to your wife, she would agree. And my wife would agree that I was the dumb one. That I would agree on. That I would agree on. Okay. Do you want to just sit here for a long time and make people listen to awkward silence? Jeff didn't know what ASMR was. I showed it to him right before the show. Google I think it freaked a- him out a little bit. YouTube ASMR. There was one. It, it was the. Was it the first one that came up when you Googled it? It's the one you it was that girl. That. But that's yeah. the one you need to listen to. This lady, she has two microphones, and she's doing her hands. She's, like, touching the mic. Touching the microphone. Yeah, she's very rhythmic. Yeah. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't believe you hadn't heard of it. Anyway, I'm done talking to you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Sounds good to me. Okay. We will uh, do this another time, maybe. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)